0: Welcome to the Fantasy Six-Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, content manager over at so-called Fantasy Experts and uh, founder of FantasySixPack.net. My co-host is AJ Applegarth. Uh, What's going on, man? Hey, how are you? What's going on? Uh, Pretty good. It's been a busy, busy week, man. Works really uh, kicking it up another notch I didn't think it was even possible. (laughs) It's, yeah, I
1: hear that. We're bidding bidding like whoa this week.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's been pretty crazy, but you know, last night last night I was able to take a take a little bit of a breather, which is why we're doing this a day later than than usual because I was able to head over to the Washington Wizards game. They played the New Orleans Pelicans and uh, put a pretty good whooping on them. So that was that was fun. Uh, I had seats like ten rows behind the, the Pelicans bench. That was that was pretty fun. Um I never 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 sat anywhere close to that that close to the court before. It's kind of unreal how big and fast these guys are when you're that close. It's I'm usually up top and like, yeah, you know, it's it's interesting to see these guys run around from up there, but it's it's a whole other world when you're when you're up close like that. Um Anyway, so tonight we're going to be getting into, we're going to be continuing our our position previews, and we're going to do just the third base position. This one, there's a little bit more to talk about than other ones, so we kind of, we left this one and the rest of the positions um, to ride solo, unlike first base and catcher, second base and shortstop, where we combined them. And then and then we're going to talk about uh a topic that I think is kind of a, a debate really when you, when you when you talk about the setup of leagues and it's whether or not to use fab uh free agent acquisition budget and um you know it's something we're we're going through in in our league right now it's up for vote so it's just something that was was on both of our minds and so we were you know we wanted to talk about it here but first i want to get into um I know, you know, we we do the fantasy 6 pack. So, you know, we we do all the fantasy sports and one of the sports that uh I try and cover as much as possible is NASCAR. And the the Super Bowl of NASCAR was this Sunday and I watched about half of it and fell asleep for the other half. So, it's I can tell you how exciting it was. Um <laughs> but Den- Denny Hamlin uh won. And I can sort of root for Denny Hamlin, although I don't really like him all that much, but I kind of root for him only because of Joe Gibbs racing and my ties to the Redskins. So that's, that's actually how I got into NASCAR was because I realized Joe Gibbs was an owner and then Tony was his like main driver back then. So I, I was a big Tony Stewart fan and that's, you know, that's. Kind of a boring story, but I mean, that's how I got into it. If people really want to know, it's people are always like, What do you mean, NASCAR? People was right around in circles, like, Yeah, I ran a track, like, I did the same thing. So, it's <laughs> I get it, it's boring at times, but it's whatever. Um, yeah, it was uh, it
1: was pretty good. I, I did catch the uh, the last lap, obviously, and then um, you know, a little bit before that, maybe the last 10 laps or so, we, we were kind of flipping through channels and threw it on. Uh, like all right, let's watch this for a little bit, see what happens, and then, yeah, man, that was a it, it was a, a heartbreaker for for Matt Kenseth. I mean, he he had it, and then he got too tied up trying to shake off Hamlin, and, and Hamlin just got the edge on him, and then he bumped Hamlin and fell back to fourteenth or something like that. I mean, oh,
0: yeah, I, mean, I don't even know where he, where he ended up falling, but yeah, and then. It was like a really close. It's like one of the closest finishes in Daytona history, if not the closest, or something like that. Uh, like, yeah, I think it was the closest. Point like one car length something. or something. Yeah, it was, it was really no, close. One. I thought Truex was going to get him. Uh, I thought Truex was going to get him, but I guess just just had enough and pulled it out. So it was a pretty crazy finish. Yeah, yeah, it was indeed. Uh, so we have fun of NASCAR talk. I'm sure half of our listeners have already turned it off. So we'll <laughs> move on to some baseball here. And, and you know, I do want to mention there's been a couple of signings recently um, from the Orioles. They got uh, Gallardo, who is a pitcher that may be a you know total game changer. But he was a definite need for the Orioles. Um, you know, they did. The Orioles are, you know, trying to pull their their thing that they did last year with Grant Balfour, where they didn't want to sign him because he like failed the physical or whatever. But I don't know. I guess it all worked out. I just got news like a little while ago that they restructured the deal that was already kind of team favored because it was a total discount over what they were all asking, what he was asking for earlier. But they got it reduced from three. Years 35 million to I think it's the same 335, but the first two years is like two for 20, and then the third year is a team option. So clearly, the Orioles are not gonna keep him that third year unless he just blows the lid off things. Um, which yeah. I kind of don't expect him to. He's kind of an average pitcher, in my opinion, but it was a definite for the Orioles. And all the, time, the one I actually really like more is. Is a uh, huge field need for the Orioles. He's got some speed, which the Orioles don't have a lot of anymore. And you know, he'll be able to lead off, get Machado back into the second and third shot that he belongs. And that's, that's a huge signing there, I think. That's going to give him a big boost of value, I think.
1: Yeah, I, I like both the signings, really. I've I've always kind of had a. Soft spot for Giovanni, so I'm glad that they were talking to him and getting him in. You know, obviously he, he's on the decline in his career, but he's still a better option than than what they've got at, at maybe even the four uh, spot and and the five spot for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean it'll be it'll be interesting to see how he pans out. The last I saw, there was some bit of a hold up with his physical stuff. Um, my phone was kind of cutting in and out,
0: so I'm I'm not sure if that's what you were touching on there. Yeah, I was. They they figured okay. it out. Um, they ended up restructuring his deal. Um okay. The first two years are, are worth 20 million, and the last year is a team option that, that will be worth 13. So they did restructure it a little bit. So it's a little more yeah. team favorable, even though I already kind of was favorable for them because they. You know, they were to me they were a big discount. I I had heard up like, you know forty fifty million the guy million. So um, that's that's ultimately you know because they saved money on him, they were able to go out and get Fowler, and they gave Fowler that extra year, and that's what got him to come over, which was yeah. which is pretty big. I think they needed that that they did not want to play Trumbo in the outfield, they just absolutely did not. So that's that's a pretty big get for them. I, I like that one a lot. But anyway, yeah. so moving on, um the last piece of news before we get into the third base series is uh the whole Jose Reyes thing. Like, man, I haven't redone my rankings yet. I didn't have time today and I was at the game last night. But uh Jose Reyes is going to be pretty much nowhere on my shortstop rankings. You know, he'll be near the bottom. Uh he's now not even with the team. He's on paid leave because of this domestic violence uh case that is pending against him. Man, there there's a really good chance that Reyes misses like the first fifty games and you know, I'm kinda I'm kinda gathering that the Rockies are just looking to move on from him at this point. Like they just don't want anything to do with him. And uh, yeah. Yeah, that that's that's bad. I mean he he already didn't have a whole ton of value going into the, into the season. He's just kinda of lost like he doesn't really you know do a whole lot of anything all that great anymore and he's always injured obviously, so um yeah, he he's gonna be nowhere to be seen on my rankings. So that's 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 that's, that's rough for him, but you know, I mean and I don't know a whole lot about the the facts of his domestic abuse charge, but, you know, honestly, man, if that's what you're going to do, like you deserve everything that comes to you.
1: Yeah. There's if, no if place you, for, for guys to to be able to do that in general. I don't care if you're an athlete, if you're a nobody, there's no place for it. Um, you know, your yeah. mother should have taught you better. And if she didn't, then shame on her. Um but the the whole thing with it too is you know you look at the the team itself and they're losing a guy who they got because they traded away Tulo and you know right. I, I felt like that trade in general last year was kind of linear i think Tulo's better than Reyes but of course <laughs> you know i i think that Reyes had the the aspect of speed a little bit more than Tullo, you know the power wasn't anywhere near what Tullo had, but you know he was a good on base guy, so I felt like it was a an okay trade I guess. But now they're like probably kicking themselves because here they have this guy that they can't even use. His his trial is supposed to be April 4th, which is the opening day for the Rockies, um, so. From what I read, it's you know the MLB is not doing anything until that trial is done, and yeah, then once that's done, you know, so he's on paid leave while this proceeding is going on. Say that takes a month, um, and then you've already missed all of April, and then you you come back, and depending on what the outcome is, you know, the MLB is going to have to make a statement of some yeah, sort they're of going MLB to have to do some
0: sort of suspension
1: it seems like the MLB or the, uh, the NFL, I'm sorry, is battling this issue every other month now. So, you know, I don't, I just don't, I don't get it. I mean, these people need to figure it out.
0: Uh, uh, I mean, when it comes down to it, like, you know, there's a whole another topic I don't really want to get into, but it's just like we hold our athletes to a whole another like level where we kind of let them get away with things that the everyday man would not get away with. And it needs to stop to be perfectly honest. Like it, that's how you're going to get these guys. Maybe it'll never truly ever go away hundred percent, but yeah, you know, you, you've got to, you've got to send a message to these guys to think that they can't just do whatever they want and get away with it. And yeah. you know, some of them got to go to jail for it. You know, that's how it's going to have to happen. And until that starts happening, I think we're going to just keep seeing more and more and more of this. That's unfortunate. But, uh, it is. but anyway, they so blow. we they will blow move blow on. To,
1: to the Rockies, but you know, it opens up the shortstop, uh, position for camp. So see how it plays out.
0: Yeah. I mean, Hey, they could always go sign. Um, what's his face from Washington last year who still does yeah, not have a job. And doesn't? there, yeah, there was talk for that actually. Um, that'd be a great fit for him, I think. Man, he would—he would be a huge power threat in in Colorado. Um, yeah. But anyway, let's move on. We spent a little bit more time on that than I uh, than I intended, but that's all right. Um, so, third base man, um, let me play my my intro clip here. No,
1: I like baseball. I just never understood how you guys can spend so much time discussing it. I mean, I've been to games, but I don't memorize who played third base for Pittsburgh in 1960. Don Hoke. Don Hulk. Beat you.
0: So, <laughs> that is from City Slickers, if you do not recognize it. Uh, it's hard. It's, I mean, it is hard finding clips that, like, suggest the, the position. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do for outfield. I'm, I don't know. i got to figure something out um but uh yeah (laughs) it's hard uh but yeah no that's that's a good clip man I, i like that movie i haven't seen that in a long time i remember liking that movie a lot though uh but anyway man third base you know this is uh this is all of a sudden a really really deep position and this is just one year after we were all saying how crappy third base was there was like two, maybe three guys that you even wanted to touch because, you know, Miguel Cabrera lost his eligibility at third base. So he wasn't there anymore. Hanley Ramirez wasn't a third base eligible player anymore. Like all these guys last year lost their eligibility. So you were left wondering like, what is there? And, you know, Adrian Beltre was getting older, like nothing. Like everybody last year was like third base is a crap hole. Like, it's so top heavy, and then there's nothing. Um, but it's interesting. We had all these young guys: Manny Machado, Nolan Arenado, Chris Bryant. I could go on. That have that just really emerged and became superstars overnight. I mean, everybody knew like who these guys were, but we didn't know that they were this good. I think everybody kind of thought Chris Bryant could be, and that's why he was going where he did. Uh, even though he had never had an at bat in the majors. But, um, you know, Manny Machado was kind of like, is he really, really good? Like, didn't know if the power was going to come. Didn't know if he was really going to be able to steal bases. Um, and look what he did. And then Nolan Arenado, you know, 42 home runs, 130 RBI, like, crazy good. Um, and, You know, and and going into the draft, like for my strategy at this position, like even though it's deep, I still want one of these top guys, like one of these top five most likely Uh, because they're just, they're just elite. Like they are top notch. They should all go in the first two rounds. Um, The top three, maybe even four guys go in the first round uh, in most leagues. And you know, that's, that's of course, including Josh Donaldson, who I do not want to leave out here because he was the AL MVP last year and was completely dominant all year long. And, you know, but but still, like, even even if I get one of those top elite guys, like, there is so much depth to this position. I'm filling my utility, my corner infield slot. You know, I'm putting a couple of these guys on my bench because it's such a good position. These are the guys that you want. Like, to me, this has turned in to what first base used to be. First base uh-huh. for so many years was the position you wanted to load up and get all your all your power hitters. You know, later in the draft, like, that's the position you kind of were like, well, there's a leftover guy there, and he just happens to be a first baseman. I'm going to pick him up and put him in a utility spot and, like, put him on my bench, et cetera. And, and uh, you know, you really benefited from doing that. This is that position now, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I, I really like these guys, you know, and what they've done is just, you know, the proof is in in the stats. I mean, they're they're not only dominating fantasy leagues, but they're dominating the major leagues. You know, Manny Machado was the only player last year that played in every game, and that's after an injury-riddled season before that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in the year the year before that, he was he was a stud, and and you know he was just coming into his own. So that injury last year just really put the brakes on it, it seemed like, but then he came back with a huge bounce back year last year. Um, Bryant, you know, specifically, he was going early because everybody knew he was going to be up in that, you know, fifth or sixth game or whatever it was, you know, to start the season once they could get that extra year of control out of him. Um, you know, that's why I took him where I did and in our league. And both of those guys are keepers for me now because they're they're absolutely dominant. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, Arenado. I I had Arenado last year, and I had to. I know we're going to talk about him later, but I had to go back and once I saw some of your notes and just double check and be like, wow, I can't believe what I'm reading. I'm not going to dwell on it because I don't want to give away what we're talking about later, but. I, I saw a couple of these stats and, and just couldn't believe it. I'm like, man, he was on my team and I didn't even realize he was this dominant in these couple of categories.
0: Dude, so, I had him on one of my teams and the same thing, man. I had like I looked at it again. I was like, damn, 130 RBI, that is crazy. Yeah. I mean, this, yeah. the stats he put up were incredible. And you know what? You know, let's, let's not fool around anymore, man. Let's get right into it. The very first person I do want to talk to it, talk about is Nolan Arenado. Is he the best third baseman this year, in your opinion?
1: I don't think he's the best, but, I mean, he's damn close. Uh, I really think those four guys that we listed out there, between Machado, Donaldson, him, and Bryant, are the absolute cream of the crop, and and you can't go wrong with any of them. But I, I don't think he's quite the best. Um, you know, he he needs to have a little more help around him, I feel like, um, to be able to get even more RBIs, if that's possible. I mean, he had 130, 130 yeah. RBIs. That's absurd. So, I mean, I don't know. I guess maybe he doesn't need help. You've got guys getting on pace ahead of him, so that's good for, for that number. But I, yeah, it helps last year in cargo. <laughs> yeah, I, I still think he's a a late first round, early second round pick for me. Um I, I do like Machado and Donaldson better um personally. But it's close. I mean, if he's sitting there it's, and those other guys are gone, it's it's hard to to look past him.
0: Yeah, no, I, mean, I, I definitely agree. Like I've got my Machado and Donaldson ranked just slightly ahead of him. Like, man, it's it's a coin flip when you talk about these those top three. Um, and you know, I'm not sure he can repeat 42 and 130 again. Like that's that's going to be hard to do. But I think he can get you know in the high 30s, over a hundred, 110 RBI again um and that's still like super legit um if if you know if he's on my team I'm I'm ecstatic like if he's my first pick middle to the end of the first round like I'm really happy about it and the the thing about him is that you know a lot of people I think a lot of people are really high on him which is why I brought this up like some people do have him ranked number 1 and I kind of don't think they should as far as third baseman um uh, but you know, you you can I, I can see the argument. I mean, the stats don't lie, but he just doesn't have a totally full rounded game. Like I don't I don't think his on base percentage is very good. Um, he obviously doesn't. So like he ha he has he doesn't have the full rounded game that like Manny Machado does, and Donaldson's obviously got a better batting average and all that stuff than him. Um, but anyway, so you know, but going the thing that I think people have he down like down on him for and like maybe not thinking it's legit is you know people look at him and go oh he plays in Colorado that's where he gets his power spike from you may not realize more than half of his home runs were on the road last year so that the powers for if you do for some reason are you know have him lower than maybe Chris Bryant like that like maybe you because the power you know, most of the guys three tell you is that their splits are very favorite to course, his are not actually, which is shocking, so that that's one big reason why I like Arenado this year. um I'm not gonna put him number one, but I can see why um, so another guy that we've already mentioned um. Manny Machado, big breakout year thirty twenty thirty five actually and twenty. Um, can he do that again? Like, is he gonna be able to repeat that huge, huge breakout year again?
1: I I think he'll definitely get there with the homers. I, I don't see that changing much. Um, I, I mean, he's got the power. He, he's got that. It's it's been there. You know, the the one consensus shows him getting just under 30 at 27. I don't see it. I think he's going to be around 32 to 35 again. Um, you know, his RBIs were, were under 100, but he was in the leadoff spot a lot last year. So that, uh, that helps out there. But with Fowler coming in, I mean, is that going to affect him as a leadoff guy? I think it will. So... I don't know if he'll get the 20 stolen bases. It'd be great if he did, but that's the the stat I'd be more worried about.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you there. You should go steal bases. It doesn't always work out that way, but, you know, he he did what he was supposed to do. Um, You know, I don't I don't know if he's gonna be a thirty twenty. You know, I think I kind of agree with the you know, with the uh projections that you were kinda of, that you were reading off of. I'm thinking more along the lines of like twenty seven, twenty-eight home runs and like ten to fifteen steals. That's that's still that's still ridiculous. Like his batting average should improve too. Uh his bat bip was two ninety seven last year, so so it suggests that there's definitely some room for improvement. Um but you know he's still a five category player and that's and it's and it's not just like oh five categories you know he's he's getting you eight steals and like 12 home runs and like, something you should not i don't think you should worry about him at all
1: yeah you're you're cutting in and out there i'm not sure if it's your connection or what
0: but mm. sorry about that um, That's okay. I, maybe my hands, I
1: don't know. Yeah, I can hear you now. So,
0: Well, um, so, I mean, so, I mean, I'll just kind of re- recap that again. So, you know, I'm just saying like, I, I don't think 30 20 is definitely uh, repeatable, you know, but I'm thinking he's going to be somewhere in the high twenties and then like maybe yeah. the, the low teens for stolen bases, but still means he's a five category player Batting average should increase because his bat BIP was pretty bad last year. So he's kind of unlucky in that category. Uh, But, you know, he's still a five-tool player, and he's going to be legit. No worries from him at all in my book. Yeah. Um, So the next guy, and we mentioned him too. Like, it's hard not to talk about these guys because they were such polarizing guys. Like, they just kind of came out of nowhere, is uh, Chris Bryant. Like, does he actually belong among the top of these elite guys? And the reason why I say that is because his you know he's got some stats that are a little alarming and so like I you know I'm going to start out and say that yes he does belong up there because of what he did in his first first year um but it's not without a warning and the warning that his strikeout rate was percent last year and you know that that's up there in like Mark Reynolds and Pedro Alvarez territory. And that's that's not good when you're talking third baseman. So you've got to be very careful there. Um the on the good side of it though is that his walk rate is actually one of the best for third baseman at eleven percent. So, you know, like the plate discipline the, the the plate discipline is there, but he just seems to swing and miss a lot. Um, You know, he's got a 16.5% swinging strike percentage. So that's that's not good. Uh, He's definitely got to be able to make better, make more contact with the ball, I should say. Um, Obviously, when he was making contact with the ball, it counted because he had a very good season. So we've just got to see more contact from him to really, I think, jump into that Arenado and Machado and Donaldson range. I think he is just the next, like a next step down below them. And that's my, you know, that's, that's my opinion.
1: Yeah. I, I think I need to see more personally. Um, You know, he, he had a a great year last year. Um, You know, he, he played basically the full year. So, you know, I always worry about that sophomore slump with the rookies and whether or not that's going to affect them. And that, you know, that swing and, Swing strike percentage, you know, being as high as it is and the strike rate, uh, strikeout rate, you know, that's definitely something that needs to be worked on. And if it's not, if it stays where it is, then I think he's going to have some major regression this year. He may not have as much of the discipline and be able to get as many of those walks if he's just free swinging more. So if he maintains that, you know, I think he'll, he's definitely got the potential to be in that elite group. But right now, I, I'm still, you know, I, I still like a couple guys, you know, the, the three that we mentioned. I still like them as the top notch, you know, no questions asked elite. Um, but he's, he's on the cusp. I just want to see a little more out of him.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, it. You know, it, it's going to be. You know, I'm kind of afraid of like a big, big slump from the Cubs in general this year, just because mm-hmm. they're so young overall. And you know, Arietta had that crazy good second half, which ultimately won him the Cy Young. Like that can't be repeatable. You know, things like that. Like I just kind of wonder if that whole team is going to be slumping this year, coming off a big. You know, everybody. It, in a lot of people's minds, they kind of did it one year earlier than they expected them to, and mm-hmm. you know. So, what does that mean? Like, people are going to be able to adjust to them this year, and is that going to make you know? Is that going to make all the difference? So, it'll it'll definitely be interesting. They're they're definitely a team to watch. Like, all their players seem to be ranked pretty high this year, and for good reason. Um, but yeah, kind of one of those. It makes you worry that the whole team is ranked pretty high, and like if they all start faltering all at the same time, like it's really gonna mean bad things for fantasy owners who go after the Cubs. Um so Yeah,
1: I think that's a they're a perfect example of a fan of the Cubs going out and drafting the whole team thinking oh yeah. well, they're going to the World Series this year, I'm gonna win my fantasy league because of that. And every time that happens, it you know it always seems to backfire on that owner um you know, I hope that that these guys do stay where they are and and do have great years. I mean, I'm looking at Rizzo to have another solid campaign um Chris Bryant, we've already talked about you know what what's he gonna be able to do in his you know follow up to his rookie of the year um Arietta you know is he gonna maintain that ridiculous e r a no. I don't know. I mean, I think that's definitely the stat that's going to change, and people are going to start to figure these guys out a little bit, but I, I do think the Cubs are going to make the deep playoff run, if not a World Series run. If they can keep their heads where they are
0: and where they need to be and just play their game. So. Yeah, it's Move definitely going to be a big mental game for them, but yeah, um... Yeah, moving on. Uh, so we'll, we'll get out of these, you know, the, these top-notch guys here for a minute and talk about some of the, some of the older gentlemen in the position. And, and, I mean, a staple for the position for so long, and one of the guys that I didn't mention early on, but uh, used to be one of the top, if not the top, third baseman for so many years when it, when it was good, uh, is David Wright. And, like, what do you do with this guy right now? I mean, do you believe that his skills are still there? Um, Because he has shown some flashes. Like, last year when he he played, he was decent for the first, like, 15 games or whatever it was. Um, But – or is it that he's too injured? He has had spouts where he's played and maybe he's played injured and is not as good. But, you know, like what do you what do you do with this guy right now? I mean, do you do you do you wanna draft him? I,
1: I mean he's a Met, so I have a, a personal issue with drafting Mets as it is, but um I I mean I, I feel for this guy. I, I I've always kind of liked David Wright. He's always played the game right, you know, but not <laughs> You know, correctly, I guess I should say. But uh, you know, he's he's had a great career overall, and, and you can't shy away from that. But he's obviously on the decline. He's an injury risk. You know, the past few years, he's always missing games, and, and not just like a, a DL fifteen here and there. I mean, he's missing months of play, and it's hard to, to get into a rhythm when you're out uh for the length of time that he's been out. So I I'm not really looking to get him unless I'm in a league, you know, I'll take a flyer on him uh, you know, in those mid late rounds. But I'm just not really not really looking to uh to to get to him. I mean you have in your notes here that he's missed two hundred and two games over the last 3
0: years. That's that's a lot. Yeah, right? it's it's bad. It's a full uh season it's, it's in real, the end so. I mean la- yeah, last year he missed all, I think he played in like 34 games total. I don't have the stats up in front of me right now, but it was a really low number and like I said he was actually playing well. Like I drafted him in what, the 7th or 8th round in our league last year and I thought I struck gold yeah. because he came out in the first 2 weeks of the season, he hit 15 home runs or 5 home runs and you know, had a good batting average. It was, it was all pretty good. Um, I feel bad for him, though, man. Like he's such a good player. He seems like a good guy. Um, it's just injuries, man. Injuries and in age have caught up to him big time, and and he's not, and he's just not able to do it anymore to the level that he used to. Um, yeah, honestly, though, I'm still gonna take a chance on him, especially at, his ADP is 193 right now. I mean, you're talking. In a twelve team league seventeenth round. Sixteenth, yeah, seventeenth round. I mean like God, why not? I mean, if <laughs> what are you losing at that point? Like, who are you drafting that's better than a David Wright at that point? Like most of the are probably going to get cut from your team in during yeah. the season. Like, it's pretty rare that the guys that late don't get cut at some point on your team. Um So I I want to take a chance on him at that late and just see if he can even come close to replicating what he did, you know, two, three years ago. Um, Well, the one
1: one interesting thing here, so last year he played 38 games. He had five home runs in 38 games. In 2014, he actually played the most he's played in in that three-year span. 134 games, and he only had eight home runs, but he had 113 strikeouts. So, you know, his average was 20 points lower than last year. I mean, obviously, it's a much bigger sample size, but th- I mean, all those strikeouts, I think he was just swinging at everything. Um, so, yeah,
0: see, I don't think he was healthy in 2014 either, man. I think he was dealing with injuries and playing through them, and, and you could just tell, like, I. Yeah. I I remember that year; like it, it wasn't good for him, and you know, the year before that, he he missed a bunch of time too, and yeah, he missed. So yeah, 50 I mean, the power 13, last year, but he yeah, had I
1: mean, 18 homers in in 112 games and 13, so you know, I, the power is. I don't think the power is really gone, but something was going on in 14 that 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 sapped it. So. I, I think he's he's an option, but like I said, I'm I'm not necessarily trying to reach for him at, at any point.
0: No, I'm not gonna reach for him, but man, if he comes if he's sitting there in round sixteen, seventeen and I need a bat oh, yeah.
1: like
0: I'll probably look at him. There's no reason not to. Um yeah. yeah, I'm not gonna go out there and get him in like round thirteen or nothing. Uh, I, I just don't think it's necessary, but yeah, uh, if he if he can stay healthy, I think you know obviously he's going to do a lot better. I mean, obviously injuries is what's scaring people away, and they should you know he hasn't been healthy in three years. Um, so it's yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a huge risk, but one I think that can that can pay off big time for owners if if you're willing to take it. But at that point, like it's not really a risk. Like it's round sixteen. Is it really a risk? Um, no,
1: it's it's not. I mean around 16 you're you're probably three or four beers deep and wondering why am I still drafting right now this this is taking too long. <laughs> oh okay, here's this guy. I'm going to grab this one. And you're just filling roster space at that point. So why not fill it with a guy who's been been there and and had quality seasons. If he can stay healthy, you know, he can he can help your team.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So the last guy that you know, the last guy's topic that I want to bring up is uh, it's Todd Frazier, and there and there's a little bit, you know, there's a few things to mention here with Todd Frazier, and uh, whatever or um, I didn't hear me any of that. <laughs> nah, God, I don't know what
1: is the, going on. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> it's just I, like i have i mean that's,
0: that's pretty much what i heard I, I don't know what is going on i apologize for anybody <laughs> listening man like I, hopefully the listeners it through this. are hearing everything just fine and it's just me but yeah hopefully very, uh, dude, i feel bad i what's going to on
1: because i'm just like uh
0: okay <laughs> Anyway, try and go say that again. So, Todd Frazier, there's a lot to talk about. You know, the second half a couple of seasons, change in the ballpark. You know, I kind of want to get your take on, on those. You know, are they, is the second half decline something that we should really be worried about? Um, or is, is the change in new ballpark bad, good, kind of whatever? What do, what do you think? Well,
1: for me, Todd Frazier is another one of my man crush players. I, I, seems like I have quite a lot of those, so I, I don't know. Maybe I need to do a little soul searching here. But um, Fraser came up and, you know, he just kind of came out of nowhere as this guy who was literally up for the running of our league slut every year that just gets added and dropped by almost every team. But, I mean, the power is there. He's got two seasons of, of 30 home runs. I mean pretty much 29 home runs last or I'm sorry 14. So he's got power. You 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 know you're getting the help there and with the homers come RBIs obviously. You know, he's got some speed, so you know, he's going to be getting getting some stolen bases as well. Um but the the notes that you that you have here for the, the OPS 2014 it dipped 146 points and even worse, in 2015, it dipped 258 points. I mean, ridiculous. That's a huge, huge second, second half, yeah. half slump. I mean, I, I don't even know how he was even worth owning at that point. I mean, it, obviously still worth owning, but he's not helping you out at all with those drops. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think he's still you know, a viable option. I don't know if I'd look at him necessarily as, you know, the fifth guy, but I know he's going to get drafted there. And, you know, everyone else is going to still look at him and see the the overall stats and figure, okay, this is a guy that I'm going to look at, and he's going to be worth it. But uh, I don't know. You know, it kind of pains me to say that because he's in my dynasty league. But,
0: I, I still like honestly, playing. man, like draft him for he the just, first couple of months and then trade him.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's I mean, a, that's what I might end up doing. Um, you know, I kind of uh, I didn't even realize that those stats were what he had. You know, that he dipped down to. Um, I did kind of see him struggling last year a little bit in that in that league. Like, damn, what is going on with this guy? But that's that's it right there. So. I don't think the ballpark is much of a of an issue, though. Um, you know, he's got a slightly better lineup going going into Chicago, so you know he's he's got plenty of protection around him. Um, not too worried about the ballpark.
0: Yeah, I think I think the ballpark is pretty much even. All, everything I've looked at as far as a ballpark, like um, they're they're pretty much. Even when it comes to the right-handed and the power, so I think that they really got to be the second half dips. And like, does he just come strong and and that's all you're going to get? To maybe you know, maybe get him and try and try him when when he's got 20 home runs by the All Star break, or you know what? But it's yeah. hard. It's hard to it's hard to trade somebody when they've got 20 home runs by the All Star break. Like you feel like you're trading gold for you know who knows what you're getting back. But, man, you've just, just got to look at past history and just think that he's that he's going to just fall off a cliff because that's what he's done the last two years. So you want nothing to do with him. And, you know, you could be wrong. Maybe he'll figure things out this year. Maybe a new home will make things different for him. But so yeah. far, man, it hasn't worked out for him. Um, yeah, change
1: of scenery could be good for him. You never know. So, you know, but especially if he keeps that – first half start you know if he hits that or even improves upon it it's definitely going to be harder to trade him but he may still at that point he may be able to get something better in return so who knows
0: yeah so um you know we'll we'll finish up here real quick uh going through our sleeper and busts. and uh i'll start off here with with my sleeper and it's michael franco um you know he he Pretty much played a – in 2014, he came up and he was and he was bad. Like, everybody thought he was going to be, you know, the next big thing at third base and came up and he was pretty terrible in 2014. Got another shot last year and was really only played a half of a season because of a wrist issue, I believe. Um, but, man, he put up some good stats in half a year. 14 home runs and 50 RBI. Um, you know, right now he, he's listed as a 12th third baseman. The eight number fantasy pros, and then I i got an Like I'll take him as a baseman if 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 that hard. Uh, give him a full season. You know, I don't use double the numbers, but, but um, low to low to mid twenties and home runs and you know eighty RBI. That's pretty solid.
1: Yeah, I I really like Franco too. I I was gonna put him down, but then I saw you you had him there, so. Uh, I definitely think he's gonna he's gonna be able to to be a nice bright spot for what's probably sure to be another dim year in Philadelphia. Um, uh, but my pick here, yeah, I'm problem, going problem. With, Uh, I'm going with Jung Ho Kang, um, from Pittsburgh. He he also has shortstop eligibility, so that helps the lot too. Um, but may lead to him getting picked up a little earlier. You know, people are looking at him for that. But I mean, he had a huge uptick in his average of point five two points and, and nearly tripled his home runs in the second half alone last year, going from 4 to 11. So, to me, the power seems legit. And I, I think he's a potential four-category guy. Uh, he's not helping you stolen bases at all. He had five stolen bases to start the year, you know, pre-All-Star, and then he didn't get another one the rest of the way. So, uh, from what I'm reading, he's expected to miss most of April. Uh, while still recovering from the leg injury he suffered last season. But to me, I think he's worth definitely worth a, a look kind of late. He, he's currently going at, uh, you know, an ADP of 182. So I had that penciled in as like the 15th round and the 16th third baseman off the board. So in a standard league, you know, he may not even be getting drafted um, in some of these leagues. But based upon the potential for a 20 home run upside and, and he's, he's a guy that'll get solid walk numbers and, and his K's aren't horrible, you know, I'm definitely going for him.
0: Yeah. I, I do like hang this, this year too. Uh, he was one of the, he was kind of the other guy that I was thinking about listing here, but I kind of just listed Franco cause I knew, I knew you wanted to talk about him. So I just wanted to steal your thunder. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, so my, so my bust, uh, um, is this a surprise anymore? I feel like people still just want this guy to be good, but he's just not anymore. Pablo Sandoval. Um, he's baseball's Eddie Lacey, dude. Like he showed up (laughs) to camp like as fat as ever. And, you know, after there was all this talk that he lost 20 pounds again, like that clearly didn't happen. Um, and he, I mean he's been below average at third base for the last few years last year he bottomed out even worse than it than it was you know that it had been his first year in Boston was supposed to be good and it was like it was just downright awful um this guy's just not good anymore and if you and if you just look at the name and get all excited about it because you remember 2009, then you're going to fool yourself into drafting a player that's not even good. And yeah. you can't expect the 2009 numbers or anything close to it anymore. Um, I, I'd be I'd be very very shocked. And if he does, then go ahead, Twitter, blast me all you want. But he is not going to be good, and he will never be drafted on any of my teams this year.
1: <laughs> no love for the Panda. Dude,
0: it was, was seven uh, years ago. Like, get over. Yeah. He's not good anymore.
1: No. I, I was, uh, you know, one of those people kind of hoping for that that revitalization, um, you know, before he went to Boston last year, I was hoping Philly would have taken a little bit of a stab at him. Cause I think he, he could have done well in that ballpark. I mean, anybody who can hit homers, you know, at, at an average pace will do well in that ballpark. But, you know, with the, the Franco, you know, what appeared to be a miserable, you know, upcoming for another prospect. I was looking at it anyway, the, uh, the guy that I'm looking at here is, is another, uh, you know, well-known commodity. And, uh, he, he's, he's still a solid option. Um, you know, but he's, he's, he's going to the 11th overall guy, uh, number, uh, 111 ADP. So he's looking about the ninth round and that's actually where I got Evan Longoria in the mock draft that I did yesterday. Um, he just has absolutely no protection in that Santa Bay lineup. I mean, he had three stolen bases last year, and they were all before the All-Star break. You know, that's even worse than what Kang's going to give you. So you're not getting stolen bases from him. You know, he doesn't walk either. So if his average stays where it was last year in the second half, you know, not walking and then not hitting, his OBP is crushing you. So, you know, his walk to to strikeout rate is nearly non-existent, thanks to the the higher strikeouts too. So, I mean, if he's still hanging around past the tenth round, I, I would definitely look at at him, you know, as a potential second third baseman, or if I'm still looking for that position. But you know, other than that, you know, he, he's still a twenty home run guy. But I, I'm not I'm not trying to go out and and grab him where He's falling right now. I'd rather look at one of
0: the other guys earlier, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of down on Ligori myself. I think I've got him ranked a little lower than people do, but uh yeah, it I think there's guys below him that I think I have higher upside at this point that i'd I'd rather wait on uh but that said, that pretty much covers the third base uh so. I did want to get into this this topic of fab or no fab. Um, and, I mean, look, I'll do whatever. I'll play whatever. I've played in leagues with both. Um, I was adamant two years ago before i played in a league with fab that i never wanted to do it it seemed ridiculous like why would you ever want to do that why wouldn't you want to just be able to run out to the waiver wire and grab whoever you wanted at any time and you know add and drop players at any day of the week because anything can happen i i get it like i totally get that side of the argument but man i played in free agent in 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 leagues with fab and it's so much nicer it's so much cleaner of a format. Um it's it really kinda evens the playing field because what happens in those waiver wire leagues where, where you've just got open free agency is you get guys that you know, like come on, like you and me in in our league for fantasy six pack, like you and I are usually the first two to pick up people all the time because we're we're always on top of things. Like we, we get the news, we go make a change. Like real quick. We're always like one of the first ones out there. And so, you know, it's like, it's like first come first serve. Like that's, that's silly. Like it should be even like, if somebody wants to spend 99 of their $100 on the first free agent, the first big free agent of the year, you know, that he, he earned him. He earned him he didn't earn him because he just happened to not be in a work meeting at the very second that the news broke that so and so was injured and so his backup is now going to be the starting whatever uh and, and so like it's just this is kind of ridiculous so um it's, i you know i've definitely like i look, I, look I, I can see your side of the argument i know exactly what you're going to say um <laughs> what? but it's, it's written <laughs> I actually have not read it, but it's uh but I mean like I know the ar- I know that's how of the argument, but like Fab is just yeah. so much more even and it just it just makes more sense. I I I
1: don't know. I I've always done waiver, you know, standard waiver wire and I do like it as opposed to nothing at all, where at that point it's just free reign, whoever the first person to the computer is to get the person gets them. Uh, I definitely think there needs to be some sort of system in play to help even the playing field. Um, But, I mean, the, the waiver wire, it depends on how it's set up. You've got the rolling reconfiguration, you know, to start the season as the reverse of the draft order and then it just reboots, you know, as it goes, or you can set it up so you've got the lowest team in the standings each week that gets the number one waiver. To me, that that evens it out because if you've got a crappy team to start the season or a team that's just having bad luck, like you might be losing by, you know, a 5-4-1 a margin or something like that, but that gives you the opportunity, you know, Hey, I'm gonna go out and be able to get this guy, and you know that you're gonna get him. You know you don't have to play the game of, well, shit. How much money am I gonna to have to spend to get this guy? Like, it's it's less of a psychological battle when you know I've got the number one claim. Mookie Betts was just dropped. I'm gonna go get him. Like, you know, whatever it might be. I just like the, I just like the freedom to be able to make those claims as soon as someone worthwhile is dropped because people are always going to drop, you know, whoever for streaming or whatever they want to do. But the fab, you know, the, the, you know, not that I'm arguing for that side, but now that I think about it, it does kind of take away the ability to stream if you're only doing it,
0: you know, two two days a week.
1: Oh, no, it absolutely takes that, away the
0: ability to stream, which I hate streaming. You know me.
1: <laughs> oh, and yeah, and, I think and, streaming I mean, is
0: I'm, silliness.
1: I'm, I'm, a product of streaming, um, so I I will do it, but I've tried to get away from it because I feel like I've got burned by it more than helped by it. But the other issue with that is is the fads only allowing you to make your moves on, you know, maybe once a week or, or twice a week.
0: If it's, it's, Mondays usually, and then it's
1: usually Friday like twice a
0: week. It's like, yeah. um, the FSWA league I was in last year, it was twice a week. It was on uh, Mondays and Thursdays. That's I want to say, yeah, I, I want to say, so like, so, like, it gave you it gave a chance to pick up players before the, you know, before the the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday game, and then it gave you a chance to pick up guys to get ready for the weekend slate of games. So, like, you still have that chance, and you can – now, I absolutely don't agree – in leagues with Fab where you have to put at least a dollar on players. I think you yeah. should be allowed to make zero dollar bids, and that basically is like the equivalent of the free agent ads. Like, if you know you're picking up yeah. some scrub just because you are so desperate at that position, you shouldn't have to spend money on it. Um, yeah. But, There's you know, when, when like Carlos Correa comes up, it shouldn't just go to the first person that happens to be at their computer. Like Carlos Correa should go to somebody who spends money on a guy. Like, it just that should not happen that way.
1: Yeah, but I mean, if he's he's not going to be a waiver guy,
0: though. I mean, sometimes it it depends on. I'm trying the to think league. of who yeah. was like, I think in our keeper league, three years ago, the first year that we did it, Yasiel Puig was sitting out there at the waiver wire when he got he, was. Cause he kept. Yeah he was picked up and dropped a different couple of different times, but like he finally was dropped like two days before he finally got called up. Now, I just happened to be sitting there on my computer when I heard the news, he was getting called up and yeah. I picked him up. Like, so yeah, I lucked out and like it, you know, it has worked in my favor a lot of times, like I said, because I am on top of this stuff. Like, this is kind of what I do. So yeah, um, it's like a second job. Like it's just, so I'm on top of it. And so, totally complaining about waiver wire no because I usually make it in my favor but I just think it's total silliness that I can just take advantage of a league because I just am more active than somebody else like that's stupid just let it be an even playing field I've look I've been in both leagues and I just really like the fab way of of doing it it, it just makes – and it's kind of fun. Like, it's stressful because you're like, oh, man, do I do $33 or $31 or 30 Like, you got to play the game. It's like a little extra game within the game. Yeah, it's that's kind of fun. I'm, that's too. what I'm
1: saying. I mean, my my other knock on it, though, is when you only have those two days to go, say, you know, Thursday comes and goes, and then you don't, you don't make any pickups. You have – a guy like two guys go down and and get massive injuries Thursday night for whatever reason. Or or even not even a massive injury, but something that puts them day to day. You know, you get bit by the injury bug, you can't pick anybody up and that could like
0: yeah, screw you I'll, I'll say for your this, matchup. I will say this. It's harder to implement fab in head to head leagues. Um yeah. for that exact reason because you do totally get screwed. Um in roto it's League, roto, though, in roto it, and I've and I've always now that I think of it, I've only ever done, I've only ever done it in in roto leagues. Now that I think about yeah. it, and that yeah. probably makes sense, but yeah. I still think so, there's a way to I still think there's a way to do it, and I have heard of this before, where you do, where you do. Fab for everybody except for like injury replacement pickups. And yeah, I don't know if that, know. that makes sense. So, so like I'd, I'd have, have to look into that a little more. I mean obviously I think you have to be in, you know, a more advanced setup league than ESPN, yeah. which I desperately want to get away from, but I don't like Yahoo and I don't like CBS's setups. So um I stick yeah, with I'm ESPN because I don't want to pay for these other sites to run my league. Um, yeah, I just I still feel like fantasy sports should be free. Um but you know, it, well, it, they're it's, never gonna uh, be
1: free because the majority of people are making money off
0: of them. <laughs> well no, no no you know what I mean though. Like I mean like yeah, being to, with, to host to host your to host your league, it should be free. Um yeah. if you guys want to have your own bucket of money to that you're playing for, that's a different story. Um But I don't know, man. Like I, I just I just like the the kind of angle it adds, it adds adds another element of strategy, you know, instead of just, oh, I was five seconds too late to the waiver wire. How many times have you had that happen too? Like you're sitting there thinking about it, like, oh, I want to add this guy, but I don't know who to drop. And then you finally hit click and it's like, oh, he's already owned because you sat there too long thinking about it. Like that has happened to me countless times. And you're like, damn, this should just, like, I wish there was a way to not have this happen. Oh, wait, there is. There's fab. <laughs> and yeah. like, yeah, if you lose, you suck. But you have to have backup options. Like, if you know, like, this guy's going to be hotly contested, uh, hot add off the waiver wire, and people are going to go after him, and you need a first baseman or second baseman or something, then you have backup options. Like, you always cover your butt, you know. You know that this guy's going to be – you know, a guy that a lot of people are going to go after. So you might put a dollar in on somebody else that you think might not, just because yeah. you know you need some help in that category. Um, well, I, and the I funny just, the
1: funny thing about it, like I, so first my first experience with it was was last year in the dynasty league I'm in, and we had I think three hundred dollars or something to spend, but you could see everybody's claims like and, and how much money they were putting down i i think our commissioner is trying to figure out how to block that but it was the funniest thing cuz then you could still go and screw someone like it, you just look at it and this person you see they're putting you know 5 on on whoever and uh you know they're, they're oh, trying yeah, to Oh no, yeah really,
0: you shouldn't yeah, you shouldn't, yeah you, shouldn't,
1: you shouldn't be able to see. You shouldn't be able to. I agree with that hundred percent. But it was it was funny because and most of the people in the league, you know, were were pretty good about it. Like they didn't purposely go and screw people, but, but it did happen and I I played that game a couple of times because I would be up later that night. Like you go on to the to the page and look at like one in the morning before the claim takes and you're like, All right, so let's see who's going after who here. And then you pick mm-hmm. them up. And then you play the ever-fun game of, hey, I got this guy that you were really interested in. How about I trade him to you? So it gets, it gets a little out of hand sometimes. But that that part about it, I really didn't like that you could see
0: what everybody was going after. Um, yeah, that's but, weird. I've You should not be able to see other people's stuff. I mean, yeah. I think we both agree there. That's just pretty dumb. But I don't know, man. I think that, I think Fab's the way to go. I understand why people like waiver wire is kind of like the you know it's the original way that everybody did and you know so it's more convenient, it's easier, it's whatever. But I don't know. I just I just like the overall fairness of Fab. And like you know what, if you think you need to blow blow all your money on the top guy the the first couple of weeks of the season, then you know what you're not going to be able to go after a whole lot of people later on. And, and you know sometimes that works out and sometimes it doesn't. So yeah. it's a it's a big it's a big gamble and I don't know. I, I like it. It's fun. It's more fun and um and I think it evens out and I think it really does is even things out. I don't think it's gonna pass in our league. I put up I put it up for vote in our league. Um I don't think it's gonna pass. I think nine out of the twelve people have voted and it's it's pretty much getting squashed by everybody but like me and one other person. So it's yeah. already lost. But
1: I voted I definitely voted for waiver wire. I mean I'd be okay with it but I, I would rather do the option that didn't do it like twice a week. Like the free agents are just yeah. there and then you're only doing it for for claims. Like I do kind of think that that end of it is fun because it's something different. And it's see, like okay I well wait doing it
0: this way i put both options out there the reason why is because i am in a league where it's we have fab but everybody's a free agent the only people that you put fab money on are people that are dropped and if they're a hot you know if they're if they're they're a big player and they're good then they're then they're going to get contested and you got to put a claim in on them but most of the guys that get dropped they're dropped for a reason because they're really not any good and you can just wait till they become a free agent and then pick them up. So then you never have to use your fab money. So at the end of the year, yeah. I always have like full fab money. And if I just need people, I just go put like 60 bucks on them because there's no reason not to. I just oh, have man. all this money. So like, you never end up using it. So that I put that option out there, but it's kind of not really fab. It's kind of a fake way of doing it, in my opinion. But at least I thought it was like, like maybe like a stepping stone that maybe people would vote for. And then maybe they would yeah. realize, Oh, it's kind of stupid. Why don't we just go full fab and just do it next year? But it's, I don't think it's going to work. So whatever I'll deal with the waiver wire, but, yeah. uh, um, but anyway, so I think, I mean, I think that pretty much sells it. I mean, fab's the way to go. So I won that argument. Thanks. Um, so we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll just close up shop there and, um, and next week, I believe we're going to be doing outfielders, and I think that's it, right? Just outfielders. Yeah, outfielders is by itself. Yeah, uh, it's a pretty big one. So we'll definitely talk about a lot there. I've already got a couple guys in mind that I definitely want to bring up. So, so that'll be a that'll be a good one, and um, that we'll be back on Tuesdays, I believe. I don't think either one of us has anything to push it back uh, another day, but. Uh, Tuesday it is at 8.30, and we'll be talking about outfielders. So, everybody have a, uh, a good night, and see you next week. All right. Sounds good. Talk to you later.